Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Show on the fan. I'm, I'm laughing. I just showed this to Rego. Somebody just sent me on Twitter a uh, like a Jets banner with two super, but actually a pretty good uh, Photoshop work here with two Lombardi trophies on it. I don't know why there's two. We only have one. And well, I guess they're actually saying that this is number two. And underneath it, it's written, <laughs> "We almost got Aaron Rodgers, and we took Derek Carr out to dinner." 2023. That's what they're going to hang the banner for. We almost got Rogers and we had a good meal with Derek Carr. Oh, jeez. Uh, 11.03, what's happening, everybody? How are you? All right, Aaron Hicks. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> I, I, could, I, could, I could do this one of two ways. All right? I could take the high road or I could take the low road. Now, I will tell you, admittedly, the low road would be much better radio. There's just no way around it. I mean, I could just pulverize this guy and mock him and just, I, I could just crush him. That's the low road. And sometimes that's more fun. I will tell you that. Certainly more fun to hear. And sometimes it's kind of more fun to do, <laughs> if, we're, if we're being honest. But I'm going to take the high road on this. I'm going to take the high road in regards to Hicks. But then I'm going to very quickly pivot and focus on the Yankees. Hicks has to go. I'm going to leave it at that. It's over. He's done. Now, the Yankees, while they've kind of modified championship mantra or nothing, anybody else notice how they've done that the last couple of years? Oh, we had a great season. Yeah, that was actually said. No, you didn't you have a great season. Uh, two, two playoff series. You hit below 200. You almost lost to the Guardians. You got smacked by the Astros again. I was there game three. It was like I was, like at, a, I was at a funeral. It was awful. It was a horrendous season, the way it finished, all right? It wasn't a great season. Uh, but the Yankees, up until the last couple of years, have always positioned themselves as champions. And many times they have been. And when they're not champions, the mantra has been, we will not stop until we're champions again. All right, I'm not here to relitigate the offseason because what they've done is what they've done, and we'll see if Rodon's healthy. And thank God Judge is back. We can't wait to watch him, what he's going to do for an encore. You know, captaincy, the kids, and I'll get to Volpe in a minute. All that stuff is awesome, and I'm excited, all right? I think the Yanks will be very good this year, though the injuries are concerning. But for a team that has always subscribed and created this self, you know, internally created championship or or bus mentality, can somebody explain to me how you can justify keeping 
somebody on the roster and then actually allowing him to play, in essence, handing him a job when he's done nothing to earn it, and that's Aaron Hicks. How is that consistent with what you've been, at least perceptually, my entire life? Now, again, the 80s, I won nothing, and that was my sweet spot childhood, but I get it. The Yankee history, even when they were awful, would stop Merrill late 80s, you know, before Buck came, you knew what preceded that decade that I was unfortunately treated to during my formative years of baseball. They could have had Mattingly, but they didn't win. No wild card, whatever. You know, like you still knew who the Yankees were. The DiMaggio's, the Bearers, the Mantles, the old-timers, the, the Don Larson perfect game. You knew it all. The Scooter, because we watched Scooter growing up on TV. How can that team look us in the eye, right, and expect us to believe that they are trying to win a World Series if Aaron Hicks, who might be the best golfer in Major League Baseball, but very quickly has morphed into absolutely the worst outfielder in baseball, how could he be on the team, man? How could they look Aaron Judge in the eye? How could they look Rizzo in the eye? How could they look LeMahieu in the eye and Cole and Stanton and the veterans in the eye, if Aaron Hicks is on this team and he's playing, that is just, he's done. He's cooked, man. And again, I'm, I'm taking the high road, I, but he can't catch a pop-up. I don't know what happened to him. I My honest belief is that he'd just rather play golf. And if that's the case, I'm not mad at you. But stop wasting our time. Just go and play 110 rounds a year. Try to make the secondary tour. Go to live. Whatever. You're not an outfielder anymore, bro. You're just not. So, this now turns it to Volpe. And Dominguez. We are officially at the halfway point. And obviously, Peraza and, and Cabrera. But Volpe's raking. You know, now I've really had a chance to watch him play. Like you, you know. You see the minor league numbers. You see the occasional, you know, 30-second Twitter highlight. I've been immersed in that as you have. But to sit down and watch him play a baseball game, I've come to the one conclusion. He's ready to help the Yankees win now. He's ready. His first, it's funny, I didn't even see the home run. I saw it later on, you know, when I saw that he went yard in, in, uh, on Twitter. But I was watching the game live because we had baseball practice in the afternoon. So I was, I was watching for a little bit before we went. And... That double that he hit the other way. Now, I forget who was pitching. I don't even know if he's going to make the team. The the double. I think the, the home run was served up by, by a major leaguer. But that double, which was hit the opposite way, was actually a pretty quality pitch. Look, I put it on my, twi- on my Twitter account. It's a pretty quality. I think it was a slider, something secondary, and it's low. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's kind of on the black, kind of, kind of at the knees. Pretty quality pitch. Smashed it. The sound of Volpe's bat is different. It just sounds electric. And then the home run that he hit. Now, again, down in Florida, they had the same exact configuration that they have up in Boston, Fenway Park. All right? So, that you know, they've got the 37 or 38-foot high wall. They've got that, you know, that wacky point in center field, pesky pole, the whole deal. The home run that Volpe hit to right, a little win maybe, but the, that ball was crushed. It's the furthest home run in any baseball stadium that you can hit to right center field. 
the way he runs the bases, just the way he comports himself. He's ready. He's ready. And I understand the temptation, a little more seasoning. Is he really a shortstop? Is is he definitely better than Peraza fielding? Yeah, yeah, if you want to nitpick and go in circles, there's some questions that I know the Yankees would like a little more of definitive proof. I've seen it. It's not a prediction that he's going to make the roster. I I do believe it's an open comp. I do believe Peraza is a better fielder. But Anthony Volpe's got to be playing for this team this year. That's all there is to it. I you know I need 500, 500 at bats. And you mix and match DJ and Donaldson. If Donaldson cold, DJ play third. Put Volpe at second. Praz it short. Praz it doesn't hit. Whatever. Or if if or if he if he hits it, he's playing. Then he's going to be short at shortstop forever. If he doesn't hit, you bump him to second. Whatever you send him, they sit him. Volpe at short. Got to play. Got to play. If this is like a sincere competition, and the measurement and the basis for evaluation is performance. And I've watched a lot of these games so far, like you. There is nobody that can tell me, Cashman, Steinbrenner, Boone, anybody, that Anthony Volpe should not be in the Bronx on opening day in the lineup against the San Francisco Giants. Because he should be. 877-337-6666. All right. And then the, the Roger stuff might break any second. That too. Uh, let's get Mike in Goshen. That's Connecticut. Mike, what's happening, bud? How are you? Hey, what's up, Brandon? How you doing? I'm good, Mike. How you doing today? Hey, listen, I- I'm a Giant fan, so I'm going to come at this from a totally different perspective. Okay. But I think that you're right. The Jets are going to get Rodgers, but I think Rodgers is not the guy you guys need. I- if you look at the Rodgers' last uh, you know, couple years in the playoffs, right? The last 10 years, really, mm-hmm. home se- home playoff losses. I don't think this guy has what it takes to get the job done in the postseason. That's a different take than anyone's been talking about. Most of the conversation's been, are the Jets going to get Rodgers? I think you guys are going to get him. I mean, it's stupid. If, you know, obviously, you're going to get him. You guys want him. He has really nowhere to go. He's not going to go back to the back. Or he's not going to retire. But I don't think he's the guy to take you guys to that level. I, I think you guys are banking your hope on a, on a prayer here. I just don't see that he's consistently a winner in the last 10 years. I think he's won one Super Bowl. I mean, heck, Eli Manning's won two Super Bowls. I mean, you, you got to look at it like that. Is he the guy that takes you guys through the playoffs and beat the the Chiefs and beat the the Bills and beat the Bengals? I just don't think his career postseason record is proven that he's the guy for you guys. All right, that's Mike, my, you lay my, out you know, fairly interesting stuff, compelling enough for me to volley a few things back at you because the playoff record's the playoff record, and there's been too many. And Brett Favre did this as well. Too many shortcomings at Lambeau. I get it. Okay, so. Let's say that you're right, and I, I fundamentally disagree, but but I respect where you're coming from. There's enough evidence to support what you're saying. If it's not Rodgers, who would it be? Well, here's the thing. I mean, you, you guys hire a general manager. I think he's a good general manager. I think I think you hire a general manager not to see if he can come up with enough money to pay a, a pay a guy. I mean, you can do that. I can do that. A, yeah. a, a, just a you know a smart actuary can do that. I think you pay a general manager. And you have a scouting team to find the right player for the long term. That's no, no, no Mike, hold on, Mike. I, I fundamentally, I agree with you again, but the circumstances dictate an aggressive pivot now. So if you don't think Rodgers, okay, unless you're saying draft somebody this year, yep. Oh, see, I wouldn't do. I, yeah, okay. I, at least I know where you stand now. Now you can't run the risk. There's no way. Number one, well, Zach, well, here, here, go ahead. Here's, 
No, I, I agree. I, I hear what you're saying. I think, look, you guys are – it's a different place than I'm coming from, right? But here's the thing. You have to be honest with yourself. Is your team championship ready? Is your defense really championship ready? I think that's a, these are the questions that you have to ask yourself as a Jet fan because I think that, you know, I've been hearing championship-level defense. You're one player away from the Super Bowl. I think that's, whoa. I, I think that the problem with the Jet fans is you guys get really hyped up, and then there, there's it's great radio for us not being Jet fans because we hear you guys just completely deflate. Yeah, un- unhinged, unhinged lunatics. That's what we are. Yep. Yeah, but, I mean, do you guys have a championship defense? Are you guys really one player away from winning the Super Bowl? That's what you have to answer with the Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think, Mike, not, here, let, me, let, me, let me attack the defense yeah. thing, Mike. Think about this, and, and good call, man, very good call. I think that, I think that people overstate where the Jets are defensively. I, I will agree with you fundamentally on that. Jets defense is good. The Jets defense is not great. It's not. It's good. And early on, it was really good. It went from really good to good. I didn't love the way it finished up the end of the season. But I also think when you have a consistent array of three and outs and your defense is always on the field. You just get to melt a little bit, you know, as you get at the end of the season. And by the way, it's not like, you know, what was that? Uh, what was the score of the Jaguars game? I think was it like 17. What was it? 17. I think the, I think the, that Thursday night game, that hideous, ugh, that's brutal. I think the Jaguars had 17 points that, then let me just double check because 19 to three, 19, three. Okay. 19 to three. I mean, it's not like, you know, and even the Dolphins game. You have to schedule what my thing's not working. I think well, they gave up 11 points to the Dolphins, that finale. Like, they didn't give up a lot of points. It was ugly. It's like the defense was getting gashed at the end. But you noticed a little bit of um, maybe fewer splash plays. And that's something they need. Listen, they need a they need a linebacker. The last game was 11-6. Yeah, they, so they gave up 11 points, I thought. Okay, thank you. They, um, they're on the precipice of being... A top three dominant defense, not just a top five statistically accomplished defense. There's a difference. And I know that you guys know the difference. Uh, let's get, uh, how about Stephen Oldbridge? Steve is on the fan, the Tiki and Tierney show. What's happening, Stevie? Hey, not much, BT. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling, Steve. What's up? Hey, uh, you know what? I kind of think getting Aaron Rodgers could possibly be a mistake. For one, a couple of reasons, if you hear me out. Aaron Rodgers just came from an 18-year career with Green Bay. Very comfortable. Tons of good records. Majority of the time, he's had the same coaching staff, a lot of the same players uh, from a pretty easy division, a much easier conference to get through. And he never really got the job done except for once. So now you're going to bring him in. For all this money, drop a few assets, whatever it may be, a couple draft picks, Mm -hmm. and you're going to put him into a division that I believe is better um, than the uh, NFC North. Uh, I mean, their only competition over there was the Vikings for quite a while. And now the Bills are a better team than, than that. So that's already competition. The Dolphins are good. And we already know about the the juggernauts of the Chiefs and uh, mm-hmm. and the Bengals and all these guys. I truly, uh, kind of reiterating what the gentleman before me was saying, 
I don't see how Aaron Rodgers at this stage of his career is going to be able to surpass these guys and reach the pinnacle in a better conference and a tougher division when he hasn't been able to do it in the comfort of his own home more than once. He'd also have a better, but he'd also be playing with a better team, Steve. The Packers were not. I mean. Well, the Packers kind of failed and they trailed off recently. You know, but they've always had the same kind of quality guys, the same team, a lot of the same comfort, which is a big deal for, it seems like, a guy like Steve, him. Steve, let me, it may be, the comfort's important, which is why Hackett's obviously really important because it would ease the transition. Let me ask you, top of your head, and, you know, uh, Hoff, if we're missing anybody, you know, throw it in here. Top of your head, how many Hall of Famers did Aaron Rodgers play with in Green Bay? I don't think it's as many as most people would initially surmise. Go ahead. Uh, top of my head, I mean, I wouldn't say Hall of Famers, but I could say, you know, high-quality no, no, players. I want, but I want Hall of Famers. Uh, Devontae Adams? Maybe. Yeah, okay. No, I'll give that. how he finishes I'll... up, that's about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jordy Nelson was not a Hall of Famer. No. But it depends on... no. no, he wasn't, but, I mean, he, he was he was made into something by Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Um, that's, I mean, he had a few good running backs throughout the years, and he got the job done, but... Well, he also, Steve, don't forget, I, I Steve, Steve, he also, one year, he had a wide receiver playing running back because they had no running back. Like... I can make the case. I'm not going to do it now again because it's it's boring and nobody cares at this point. He's either coming or not. But you know, I could say that the Packers mismanaged his prime too often. So apparent they need another weapon. They draft the quarterback instead. Uh, you know, I mean, they never entered free agency for him. Like a, a couple of years ago, they finally jumped in. They brought in some some good defensive pieces. They never messed around with free agency. They never enhanced the roster with free agency. They were run differently. They were built very differently. So you can tell me that Rodgers failed at a few big spots. That's fair. There's also a lot of context there. They failed him as well. 877-337-6666. Teak and Tierney on the fan. Uh, believe Mr. Hoff has a little something, right? There, oh, you better believe it. Still I a... doesn't want Aaron Rodgers. That's, she doesn't want him. I don't. By the way, there was just a trade, if you want to know about this trade. Um, does, it, does it impact the Jets or the Giants? It impacts the Jets a little bit, I guess. It's All a right, division. Go ahead. go ahead. Patriots are trading Jonu Smith to the Falcons. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> but uh, listen, it was a trade. <laughs> and it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17-14. to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 11-25. No news yet. It's the Tiki and Tierney show here on this Monday on The Fan. Um, I'm sure many of you, if not all of you, saw the video of Odell working out for teams, right? You know, it's funny because I, I, generally, I, I generally get turned off when I, see, when I see the constant one-handed grabs. I don't know. Just, again, call me old school with that. It's just enough, you know? I know it's amazing, but enough. And, you know, I've usually, oh, here we go, Odell, great. But did you see, <laughs> I'm about to laud it. Did you see the one-handed catch, one of the one-handed catches he made? It was almost like, 
Imagine have a base having a baseball glove on your as as a righty. That's the gloves on your left hand, and let's say you're playing right field, and there's a liner in the right center gap. So you're running away from the foul line towards center, and you catch the ball, and you but you catch it. It's a sinker, like it's a sinking liner. I don't know two two and a half three feet above the grass, but you catch it with your back to home plate and your glove turned. You know what I mean? If you played, you know what I mean. That's how we caught a football. I I could not believe it. Uh, that was actually amazing. But I, you know, you're reading these reports that he's in talks with uh, multiple teams, which that doesn't surprise me. That was a hell of a player. I don't see him getting twenty million dollars. I don't see that. I mean, that's what he's looking for. Not mad at you. Just like all the stuff with Danny Jones. I will never begrudge an athlete for asking what you can, you know, what you think you could get. Or you ask for something so high, and then you obviously negotiate down. That's business. But 20 mil? And I know the wide receiver market's gone. That would surprise me. But uh, we'll probably get some Odell resolution pretty soon as well because you're going to have to get in a facility and get uh, immersed within, you know, the team and the playbook, et cetera. Uh, eight, I didn't listen. Do, that, do I think the Jets make a push? No. Uh, not an aggressive one. Giants? I, I mean, I would love to see that. That would be a great story. I don't know how they could afford it. You know, I would much rather take a a stud-wide receiver in round one and have him on a lower contract. That's what I would do, but you never know. You brought back Shepard for a year, which I'm happy about. Good for him. And that's uh, that's Odell's boy. They're buddies. Same with Saquon. So you never know. 877-337-6666. How about Steve in Pennsylvania on the Free Odyssey app? What's happening, Stevie? How you doing, Brandon? Hey, how are you, Steve? Uh, listen, I wish I had a logical answer for you, but it's driving me nuts. Everyone assuming, and maybe they're right, I'm wrong, but I don't buy that Rodgers has an answer. And he's letting the Packers, his ex, maybe ex-Green Bay Packer teammates, the Jets, their front office, his maybe future teammates, the free agents, the Alan Lazards that are out there, the effect that would have on Corey Davis, and that's just scratching the surface. Letting all these guys twist in the wind without an answer, maybe there's some contractual reason he has to or he can't announce it yet, or the teams can't announce it yet, or let it slip. Maybe this is an example. You know, sometimes GMs have wacky reasoning as to what gives them an adva- a tactical advantage in free agency. You're signing a player. They don't know how much money we have, whatever it is. But I do not buy that the teams and Rodgers don't already have this worked out. No way he does that to the rest of the NFL, the Packers who he bled for, the teammates he played with, the teammates he wants to play with. He's not doing that. I tend to agree. Um, but I just saw a tweet. I'm trying to find it now. Um, it was from the ESPN reporter in Green Bay. Uh-huh. And I can't find it. I'm actually scrolling through. It was, can, you, can you, Rob Domotsky, can you actually pull that up, Hoff? Yeah. Basically, and, and Steve, thanks for the call. It was basically him saying. Uh, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To his knowledge, neither the Jets nor the Packers know what he's the guy. You have to Yeah, this that. is about 28 minutes ago. Yeah. He said, we're an hour away from the start of the free agent negotiation period, and I'm told neither the Packers nor the Jets know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Yeah, I find that hard to believe, but <laughs> uh, find that hard to believe. Playing this one real close to the vest, yeah. which is the first <laughs> time in Jets history. Well, I'll tell you, on a, on a larger issue, because it does speak to the growth of the franchise, and, and I'm going to give this to Joe Douglas, you know, him the credit. The Jets are uh, are, are very tight-lipped. Like they don't, they don't have loose lips out there. They're not running around telling everybody what they think, what they might do, what they're thinking, what they hope happens. No. Nope. They have a plan. They've stuck by it. They've communicated that plan to their top target, and they have not said a peep. You know, I thought they went a little, a little heavy, a little lavish with the praise, but Derek Carr, like that was interesting. Like, ah, uh, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champ. All right, dude. I mean, I, I thought that was a little bit much, but in terms of comporting themselves professionally during this entire very convoluted, very frustrating for many, not me, because I kind of expected this, whatever. This malaise before he actually announces. Uh, they have done a really nice job of navigating this, and, and they uh, they deserve credit there. Let's get Mark in West Hartford. Mark, what's happening, bud? How are you? You're on the fan. Brandon, uh, I've been waiting to call you and Tiki. You'll do fine. I've been listening to the station. I'm a Packer fan. I've been a Packer fan my entire life. I follow the team. I, I probably listen to every – I've seen every game. Okay. I want to throw some water on this ridiculous notion that Rodgers can't quote, can't win in the playoffs. The guy has been to four championship games. Five. He's won one, won the Super Bowl, and four others. Um, as far as I know, you have to win playoff games to get to that point. Now, I don't want to go through every game, but as the next opportunity he had after this first Super Bowl yeah. was the 2014 game against the Seahawks. Where was he at fault in losing that championship game? Where Was he at fault there? I don't believe so. He was playing on one leg, by the way. He was playing on a, on a severe pulled calf muscle. So any lack of points they scored was not his fault. The fact that they had a two-score lead with five minutes to play wasn't his fault. That's two Super Bowls he should have been in right there. Mm -hmm. The next time he had an opportunity was the Falcons. They had no shot in this game. Their entire receiving core was, was, was shot. They had fumbles. They, had, they turned the ball over. He couldn't win that game. They had no receivers. Everybody was hurt. The next opportunity they had was against the, the 49ers in 2019, championship game in, in San Francisco. 
They ran all over the Packers defense. Garoppolo threw the ball about 10 times. He didn't even have to throw the ball. They had no shot in that game. Now, what I will say is this. The 2020 Tampa game, they lost at home. And the following year, they lost a division against the 49ers. Yep. I, I, I'm very disappointed they didn't win those. And I was disappointed in Rodgers. But I will say this. They played arguably the two best defenses in each, each of those years, in Tampa and the 49ers, okay? And those games were extremely close. They could have gone either way. So the guy is not done. He wins tough games. He, win, he gets into those tough games. Does anybody remember the two practical Hail Marys he threw against the Cardinals to keep that game alive? <laughs> yep. How about that one? Uh, how, about listen. The, how about the game against the Cowboys in which he came back and made them one, one of the greatest throws in the history of the NFL to get him in field goal range to win that game? Come on. The guy, is a, he's a gamer. He's a winner. Mark, I mean, hopefully everybody else heard that because you're telling me what I know. I I get it. You can nitpick apart. I mean, you can look at Derek Jeter in a few moments, pick out where he was, uh, you know, sub-Jeter in terms of what we expect him to be in the playoffs. It happens to everybody. I remember uh, we were talking about, um, may have been last year with Garrett Cole, and I was defending Cole as an an A-level elite pitcher, and some people were contesting that. Me and Teek were having the conversation and I was taking him through a walk in history. Like, I mean, listen, it's, you know, we, we kind of fixate on just hitters like Barry Bonds or Alex Rodriguez, two, two great hitters, you know, steroids, whatever, but two great hitters who really took a while to get going in the playoffs. There is a slew of all time pitchers who got rocked uh, for a while in the playoffs before all time greats before they finally cut through. So, you know, but what happens over time is that the circumstances blur. And people become lazy, and context dissipates, and they just subscribe to one broad-stroke narrative because they really didn't watch every snap, or they did and they forgot it. That's what happens. Frank's up in the Bronx. Frankie, what's happening? BT, how you doing, my friend? Hey, Frank, how are you? You know, you're driving me nuts, as you always do. Why? What uh, did I do? Well, first of all, I want to agree with your point on the Yankees. I mean, to have Hicks is bad enough, but then they're going to have the uh, the shortstop IKF on the roster also. It's just all a disgusting mess. But my issue is I can get that you want Aaron Rodgers, and I don't agree with that at all. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that it's a, you know, a pie-in-the-sky type of approach. You want to have the hope to go to a Super Bowl, but there's no guarantees. You don't really have a Super Bowl team yet. But where I really draw the line, BT, you're making me crazy, is you keep bringing up Zach Wilson as though there's any chance at all that he's redeemable. There's nothing there with the guy. Why do we bring him up as a rationale for bringing in Aaron Rodgers? It's bad enough Aaron Rodgers is a flake. It's bad enough that the guy, you know, barely knows if he wants to play football year to year. But you're telling me, hey, forget about Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. Let's bring in Aaron Rodgers and hopefully... In one year, we get it all done. It's ridiculous. Frank, I ask you, well, let me ask you a question. Wilson, Frank, I got you. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that? Do you believe that music is subjective? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Do you believe that art is subjective? The evaluation of art. Do you think that absolutely? That, okay. Do you believe that comedy is subjective? Sure, it can be. Okay. Do you think that literature, the interpretation of some of the great books, uh, is is subjective? Yes or no? So your point is no, Aaron Rodgers is your Do you believe that that's subjective as well? Yes it can no? be, yes. Okay, yes. so why, at, at, at the very beginning of somebody's career, why is talent not subjective? I just think he's got talent. 
He could have all the talent in the world, BT, but the guy's fundamentals are crap. He can't throw a, a, a screen pass five yards away, and he, you know, can't read defenses. He's got to get. He's got to get fixed, Frankie. I give and, it to you, man. He's broken, but he's got to be fixed. But the point is, is that. He has not improved at all in two years, and in fact, he's regressed. And we're supposed to sign Aaron Rodgers on the hope that this arrogant kid is going to start listening? Clearly, no, no, no. We're, we're signing Aaron Rodgers with the hope of winning a Super Bowl, and if as by a byproduct, Zach Wilson clicks, then it's a win-win. If we were to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, BT, from yeah. your lips to God's ears, I'm yeah. all in. But my point is, I remember Quincy Carter. Oh, yeah. I remember Brooks Bollinger. Me too. We had a chance to sign Derek Carr and have the position solidified for five to seven years. He's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Yep. But at least he would have solidified the position. We would have kept our assets. We would have had Joe D continue to build this roster that we already think is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And we'd have had a five to seven year window. Now you want to throw it all away for one to two. But I don't think you're winning. But, 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 but Frank, this is where you and I disagree. Good call, man. I, Derek Carr could be here 70 years. I don't think Derek Carr is good enough to win a championship. So why would I sign up for that? Oh, you extend the window of viability. And I'm not, I'm not mocking you, Frank, but you've heard this a lot. Well, if the Jets get Derek Carr, they'll be in the conversation for the better part of the next decade. Great. But they ain't getting out of the conversation because they're not going to win with Derek Carr. So I don't want to be in that conversation. I myself, and you may disagree, prefer to be in the other conversation where the, the stage is bigger, which is the Super Bowl, and the commitment is shorter, which is Rodgers. I don't think that's very hard to understand, you know? And you bring up Derek Carr and Quincy God, Jeez, Quincy Carter, God. Bollinger, I get it. We all watched that. It was awful. 31 other teams passed on Derek Carr in the first round. He was a second-round pick. So we could play that game all day as well, which gets boring. But there is, there's merit there, but it, it, it does nothing. Now. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, take it. Here to back on the fan. It's 1144 this Monday as we... I was just say, yo, I don't know if this show's flying by or if it's crawling by. Uh, 12 noon is obviously a big deadline here because, or at least a big point of emphasis, legal tampering kicks off. I mean, man, probably had nothing from Rodgers before noon, right? He's going to play the slow play. Uh, we'll go all in coming up at noon as well. And we'll tell you about the Tiki and Tierney Bracket Challenge. That's when it goes live, okay, so you guys have a chance to win a... Uh, the grand prize, well, the grand prize, the only prize, is to come and hang out with me and Teak in studio. I'll tell you about that a little bit. So, the, I mean, the injury, I want to get back to these Rodgers calls, but I touched on the the Hicks and, you know, by extension, Volpe dynamic and and the other kids, and Dominguez as well. I mean, a couple of my buddies were asking me on Saturday night, they're like, can he make the team? I'm like, man, I mean, this is before he went yard again. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, he is making a massive run at doing that, but... I still feel like they're going to start him in the minors. That is a that is a huge jump, appreciable jump. But anyway, think about these injuries for the Yanks and the Mets. So, Quintana obviously down for a while. Uh, Brooks Rally, uh, Cody Senga with the finger. Ruff, not that you really care about Ruff, but Ruff is banged up. And then, you know, between Montas and Canely and, and Rodon, Harrison Bader, uh, Trevino for the, for the Yankees, even Rizzo's back flared up yesterday. Didn't take the bus into the uh, 
I didn't go on the road trip. So, you know, they said he's going to be fine. He should be fine by today. But he missed time a year ago. And the initial presentation by the Yankees then was that he should be fine in a day or so. So hopefully this time they're right. Now, listen, I'm, the back is wildly unpredictable. You never know. It's not their fault. But Rizzo's got back history, and he's not young. So let's just get to the start of the season with both of these teams, man. It's crazy how many injuries there have been, right? Hot, did you watch the WBC last night? Yeah, it was disgusting. What uh, the hell's going on with our boys? Well, the pitching is just bad for the for the USA team, and that's that's a lot for most of most of the WBC. A lot of these guys haven't pitched a lot, so the the stud pitchers, like I mean, we had Adam Wainwright as the go to guy. I saw that. I love Wainwright, but he's old. He's yep. not. He's not Jacob Degrom. He's not Garrett Cole. He's not that type of. He's guy. not like he was in 06, Is what you're saying? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thanks. Thanks for reminding us. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. Come on, give me a little credit. Oh, that there. was that was wonderful. Bring it back. Uh, horrible memories already. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here patiently waiting to find out what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. We got to go back to 06 with the Mets. I hear you. But by the <laughs> way, you're not as emotionally invested in this as I am. Like you want Lamar. Like you're you're on, on some level. You're hoping that this falls apart because then you think the Jets will have to pivot. I don't. To Lamar. I listen. I want the. I want a Super Bowl. I want consistency. I don't want something, and I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't bring that. So, um, did you yeah. think Derek Carr did? I think he gave more stability. That gave you the opportunity to win a Super Bowl in more than just a one or two year window. Yes. See, that's it's 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 that mentality that drives me nuts. Yeah, but your mentality is just get back to the playoffs and we'll try to win something in a year or two. I don't think there's much more after that. That's the that's the yeah. difference. I mean, I, I would say it's not it's not quite as simple as just get back to the playoffs and we'll try to win something. It's you know, let's get the best quarterback that I've ever seen, one of them for sure. Let's get him here and let's go win a Super Bowl. I mean, you kind of dumb it down a little but, bit. But, there, here, buddy. But, but here's the problem is you and I will disagree on this. I don't think the Jets are winning a Super Bowl next year with any of the quarterbacks they bring in, whether it's Rodgers, whether it's Lamar Jackson, whether it's Derek Cole. What's their shortcoming? Their shortcoming is that they have to go through juggernauts such as Patrick Mahomes and Joe okay, Burrow. But see, I look at it as them having to go through us. No, if, that's fine. If, like, the, let me ask you that in all seriousness. If the Jets had, whether it's Lamar or Rodgers, right, or even Carr, yeah, because you said you didn't think they're going to win a Super Bowl no matter what. If the Jets get superior quarterback play next year, let's just say that they do, right? What would prevent them from winning the Super Bowl? Well, they have to get to the Super Bowl, and I don't think they'll do no, that. No, I understand, but what part of their roster, what part of their team would hold them back? I, I mean, right now, the, right now, the offensive line is still suspect. I'm, I have issues with that. I okay, think okay, Mackay no, Becton, we're going to hold. Say that. Fair enough. Mackay Becton is somebody that I know he's losing a lot of weight, but how much is that going to affect the offensive line skill skill set? Is that going to screw up his game at no, all? No, I'm know. with you. I, I'm not banking on Becton. That's gravy. He looks great. That would be awesome. But I think it's more if they're going to draft a, uh, an offensive lineman at 13. You got AVT back, and then you got Mitchell, who actually looked pretty good. Kind of kick him, keep him on the right. I I, I actually think the Jets' O line would be good. But let's say that you're wrong and the old line is really good. What else? Where's the weakness? But but again, you talk well, about a nickel quarter, like a third linebacker. Oh, I'll grant you that, but it's not, not like much. The, it's not like the Jets have made the playoffs before. So with with this with this group, we haven't a lot of these young kids haven't even tasted a playoff game, and I expect them to go to the Super Bowl. I don't. Yeah, I see yeah. the I see the Chiefs. I see Andy Reid. Here's the other thing too: is we talk about the coaching. You always say Robert Sala is really not that great of a coach. In a, in a playoff game, is Andy Reid going to get out coached by Robert Sala? No, no but chance. That, but but the other day, other way is abs- absolutely possible. Yeah, I, listen, I'm not putting a dime on Robert Sala to out coach him. I you'd have to hope that the quarterback with the resume outperforms the other quarterback with the resume. 
That's the hope. But, you know, it's, um, I think it's been the most interesting Jets offseason. The only one that even comes close is when they traded Keyshawn for multiple first-round picks. And then that set up where they had, you remember this, where they had four first-round picks. And it was Sean Ellis, Not I don't think it was this order. It was Abraham Ellis, definitely Chad, and Anthony Beck, the tight end from West Virginia. Because, you know, Keyshawn was the first overall pick back in 96. He was this magnetic, this this energy, this... He wasn't great, great, but he was good. And he had a really good, do, you know, like, dynamic with Corbett. They were, I mean, he was good. And when he was dealt or they were begin like, the talks were starting about him possibly being dealt... That was a huge offseason, but I mean, what else is? I mean, this has been this Jets offseason has consumed the sports world, not only our city. Now, and I get it. I know that some Giant fans have checked out, just like some Jet fans checked out during the Daniel Jones conversations. I get it. I get it. I know that many of you are ready for baseball. I'm ready. Trust me, I got it. Uh, I know many of you needed to see the Knicks scratch out a win last night. Nice to end the three game skid. Got it. But like, I don't think on any level. We have been, and you tell me, Hav, irresponsible or unnecessarily consumed with the Rogers stuff. I, it's the biggest story in sports. It really is. Well, as deadlines come around, it's like we have 10 minutes till legal tampering starts. I mean, can we get any more drama? Can we get any closer to this? I mean, seriously, like this is going, I, I know that you said, you know, whatever you, it takes to get Aaron Rodgers, we'll wait till whenever. But I, for me, I'm a Jets fan. I, I think that they need to kind of figure something else out. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is being already looked at by the Raiders and uh, I forgot the other team that, that, that's involved. Right, that the good. Texans, maybe? I think I saw. I think the Texans, that's yeah. right. Schefter put out a report and possibly the Jets if they need to. Sure. But it's like, if if Rodgers takes another week, we're gonna miss out on so much other stuff. And I don't say I'm not saying to rush it because of we need to get Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, but I also don't want to miss out. And then all of a sudden we're screwed again. But I don't think there's anybody that they'll miss out on that would, would that would make this offseason a colossal failure and not justify waiting for Rodgers. Like who's out there? Like who, who's well, the guy? If you go from Jimmy Garoppolo to oh, listen, I said I still think they can win with Ryan Tannehill. Go, go so, figure so that one. I. I think that they could definitely win the AFC East with Ryan Tannehill. Maybe a I don't think, but playoff I don't, team. But, right, playoff, playoff but, team. Regardless, I agree. They're, they're not winning Super Bowl, which is fine. That's okay. But then what, what's the idea? Where, where are we going from there? That that's the problem. Is I don't see the big picture with the Jets. I see little glimpse of let's go playoffs. I, I've done that already. We don't. I yeah, want, but we haven't done it in twelve years. Yeah, but you could do that with any decent quarterback. You don't need to go for Aaron. That's the difference. We don't need Aaron Rodgers to get you to get you to the playoffs. You don't. Mm-hmm. Bobby's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He's got us up on the free Odyssey app. What's up, Bob? How you doing today? Hey, Brandon. I love your show. Um, been listening to you for a while now. So, but I have to say, I think you and I could talk New York sports for hours. I'm 49 <laughs> years old, a lifelong Jet fan. Nice. What are, and, you doing um, in, what are you doing in Grand Rapids, man? What are you, come back here. What are you doing? I, you, I left 22 years ago. I love New York. Family's still back there. Gotcha. Um, I had to buy the direct TV uh, satellite so I could watch my Jets, Yankees, yeah. Yeah. Okay. and St. John's basketball. Oh, wow. St. John's alumni. Okay. Like, uh, and I did actually announce the basketball games back when uh, Felipe Lopez was there. Too. Are you serious? Are you getting excited for Patino? I, you know, it's so funny. My dad and I, my whole family, were all St. John's alumni. Yeah, we're all, all in on Patino. 
we actually talked about that like six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. When Greg made those comments about uh, he expect big things this year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I like Mike Anderson, but uh, I was very excited when you reported that last week. So. It's going to be an interesting, uh, going to be an interesting couple of days here. Uh, Mike's a great guy. The thing too is, you know, I got a, I got a bunch of tweets. Who do you want, Iona or UConn? First of all, I'd never want UConn to ever win anything. I, ever. I, I can't ever. except for today. Except well, for well no, week. no. I actually, and that's the dilemma. It's like, well, if Iona clips them, I think they're three and a half point dogs, and I think Danny Hurley's team's ready to go on a run. Myself, but if if Iona beats UConn. Now you got to, you know, kick this St. John's pursuit down the road another week or so. It's like, yeah, but I don't want UConn to win. So I'd rather I own a win and just deal with that down the road a, a couple of days after the fact. But but anyway, make your Jets point. Go ahead there, Bob. Okay. Anyway, like I was saying, I go back to the 80s, Ken O'Brien, Wesley Walker over the middle, five yep, seconds yep. left. I got you. But the Rodgers thing, I totally agree with you and the Jets of being all in. Because like, like, uh, people were saying before, I can settle for Tannehill. I'm not going to cry in my beer that we have Ryan Tannehill if we miss out on Rodgers. I would have gone for Rodgers right from the get-go, and I think the Jets are very smart to do so for all the, all the reasons that you mentioned earlier, including the development of Zach Wilson, because you don't want to miss out on a second overall pick in the draft. We might have, but that book hasn't been written yet. Let's hold out some hope, because you're right. He does have talent. That's the reason why he was number two overall. But um, from Rogers' standpoint, living out here in West Michigan, I've been to Green Bay more times than I can count to see them play. Uh, my uncle out in uh, Manhattan is a diehard Packers fan. And he's like all New Yorkers. They think uh, Grand Rapids is right around the corner from Green Bay. And he's like, oh, meet me up there to watch the Packers game. <laughs> so I've seen Aaron Rodgers in person play. And for anyone who says, like, oh, he doesn't win playoff games is absurd. Um, you made actually, you were touching on earlier about how he plays for that team, who's been around him. I was there the night, uh, I was there, I think it was a Sunday night or Monday night game with my uncle. And we saw right in front of us when Aaron Rodgers got his collarbone broken against, uh, I think it was the uh, Bears. And we saw that team when he walked off the field and Seneca Wallace came in. Yes, and I remember looking at yes. my uncle going, I'm so glad I drove seven hours to play, uh. to watch, uh, Seneca Wallace, <laughs> they couldn't move the football. Uh-huh. I think they went on to lose like six games after that. It was rough. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, so for anyone who thinks that Aaron Rodgers is either a product of Green Bay is crazy. Um, holding his one Super Bowl uh, win, that's ridiculous. How many quarterbacks have multiple Super Bowl wins? Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, so even active quarterbacks right now, I mean, it's ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers gives the Jets the best chance to win, um, and everyone else is kind of interchangeable. So I think uh, you're right on that the Jets did the smart thing. Hopefully we get them. I think we will. Yeah, we'll but- see. And by the way, Bob, I- I'm just up, up against an update here. Thanks for the call there, bud. You know, if you missed the start of the show, I'm going to get deeper into this coming up next all in. You know, okay, we're, we're a little more than two minutes away. So it's 11.57 and 42 seconds on the clock right now. Even if it's... 12.09, and it looks like we won't know. I'm still not flinching. You've come this far. You don't reverse course. You are going for Rodgers no matter what. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.